Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Today in Science, from Wired. Is this a fossilized lair of the dreaded bobbit worm? Scientists say they've got 20-million-year-old evidence of giant worms that hunted in pretty much the most nightmarish way possible. By Matt Simon. Not to toot my own horn here, but I know a thing or two about bizarre animals. And I can tell you, without a hint of a doubt, that the bobbit worm is by far the most bizarre. It grows up to 10 feet long, and it digs a burrow in the sea floor, leaving only its bear trap of a mouth sticking out. And when a fish comes by, the worm shoots out of its burrow with astonishing speed, snapping its jaw around its prey, and then it just violently tugs and drags the victim down into its lair where it eats the fish alive. Oh, and I've gone ahead and linked a video on Wired's website of this happening. You're welcome. So now scientists are saying that they found evidence that the ancestor of the bobbit worm may have been terrorizing fish 20 million years ago. Writing today in the journal Scientific Reports, the researchers argue that hundreds of fossilized worm burrows that are found in what's now Taiwan show some telltale signs of a struggle. They haven't found the worms themselves, mind you, because boneless critters like worms, which are known as invertebrates because they don't have a backbone, they rarely fossilize. But instead, they've discovered trace fossils, which are geological features that hint at the behavior of ancient animals in sandstone that was once the sea floor. Ludwig Lomark is a sedimentologist at National Taiwan University, and he's a co-author on the paper. And he says, this is, we believe, the first time we've actually found a trace fossil that shows how invertebrates like worms were feeding on vertebrates. Because typically what we find in the sedimentary record is animals that are moving through the sediment. Invertebrates, for instance, might dig tunnels through the sea bottom and pump water through their burrows, filtering out particles. Ludwig says, though, but this is a record of a much more active behavior. The worms were actually hiding in the sediment, jumping out, catching their prey, and dragging this prey down into the sediment. These fossilized burrows are around six and a half feet long. 
From their openings on the surface of the sea floor, they would run more or less straight into the muck, and then halfway down, they'd bend at about 45 degrees, creating a sort of L-shape, or like a boomerang. Near the entrances of the tunnels, Lomark and his colleagues noticed collapse funnels or piles of sediment that had built up inside the burrow. And researchers think that this is a sign of a struggle, and it's preserved for millions of years in the fossil record. Because as a worm dragged a wriggling fish down into its lair, sediment would spill in to fill the void. Now, if you take a cross-section of one of the burrows, you'll see that it's shaped like a feather with the main channel being the shaft and the collapse funnel branching off in the sediment on each side. And the researchers think that this is a hallmark of the worm's feeding habits. Lomark says when the worm has digested its prey, it reemerges at the surface. It reestablishes a tunnel system in the middle of these collapsed structures, and that's how these feather-like structures around the tube are formed. So bobbit worms and their ancestors, they're not the only critters out there digging burrows in the seafloor. Some kinds of shrimps and bivalves, which are shelled mollusks like clams, do the same thing. So how could the researchers be sure they were in fact excavating a worm's home? Shrimp are, well, they're shrimpy, but nevertheless, they're capable of digging lengthy tunnels. But because they're working with sand grains that don't typically stick together... They have to reinforce the walls of their burrows with mud to keep them from collapsing. Shrimp tunnels also tend to be more maze-like, and the animals will build chambers to use as roundabouts so they can reverse direction. And for bivalves, their burrows are usually oval-shaped because their body plan is two shells stuck together. These 20-million-year-old burrows, on the other hand, are nearly circular, And this tells the scientists that their residents were probably round, as modern bobbit worms are. And the researchers can also tell that these burrows lacked reinforcement. So that suggests that whatever lived in them supported the structures with their bodies to keep them from collapsing. Now, given that the burrows are more than six feet long, that means we could be dealing with one massive worm. Or I guess technically, the unfortunate fish of the distant past could have been dealing with one massive worm. Lomark says the fact that we have a very nice, round shape all the way down, but without any strong lining, suggests that the animal was actually sitting in its burrow system most of the time, and then it rushed out. And the collapse funnels, these feathers at the top, they then represent the struggle of the prey as it is being drawn down into the sediment. The researchers are arguing that these type of trace fossils are preserving the evidence of an ancient struggle between uber-predator and prey. And it gives the scientists a better idea of how long the bobbit worm and its ancestors have been totally ruining the lives of fish. And it provides clues that a fossilized body alone could never reveal. Even if the soft tissues of a worm fossilized, instead of quickly rotting away, a preserved bobbit worm would provide information about morphology, but probably not behavior. Lomark says, By understanding how the interaction between prey and predators worked in the past, we can get a better understanding of the paleo-ecosystem. But Terence Gosliner says the missing morphology is in fact a problem. Terence is the senior curator of invertebrate zoology at the California Academy of Sciences, who wasn't involved in the work. 
Baba worms belong to a class of worms known as polychaetes, some of which are vegetarians and some of which grow as large as the predator in question. So it's possible that the feathering of a burrow isn't a sign that the resident had been hunting fish, but rather just poking its head out to feed on other things. Terence says, I think any time a worm retracts, it's going to leave similar kinds of feathering in the collapse structures that they talk about, from my standpoint. They could well be absolutely right, but there are lots of other explanations too. And I mean, really, even the modern bobbit worm remains a largely mysterious creature. Terence says, nobody has ever really examined what their burrow is and whether it's L-shaped. And also, I think it's a really interesting paleontological find, but in my mind, it raises just as many questions as it does answers. But Lomark notes, though, that the feather-like structures of the burrow extend quite far vertically, which indicates a more wild struggle than a peaceful grazing. And the environment at the time, too, lends clues. Lomark says it is possible that other worms make similar burrows, but we think that the fact that the burrows in our paper were found in a shallow marine paleo environment where any plant material would have arrived as small fragments speaks against an herbivorous worm. Hmm. Well, it's food for thought, to be sure. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.